are you? And where are you going? What do you want? For the next 24 minutes, we're going to design and attain your ideal life. On the Way to Wow Show. Together, we'll find the ideal path to get you back on the track to success and happiness. On the Way to Wow Show with your host, Kevin Bemmel. Shalom. And welcome to the Way to Wow show from Languid, Los Angeles. Do you jump out of bed every morning ready to meet the day? Are you excited about what you're doing? Have you a verb for life? To the extent that you don't, you've come to the right place. Because here on the Way to Wow show, we're going to introduce you to people who have found their way to just that thing. So stay with us this week and week after week, and you'll find out who you are and what you want so that every morning, or at least most mornings, you jump out of bed ready to face the day. Come on. Where do you need to boost your health? My first guest today is Jennifer Marcinelli. She is a registered nurse and she has a master's of business administration. So she's the textbook definition of an overachiever. And Jennifer has a fascinating story to tell about being a nurse and then being in medical device sales and then really finding her metier as a result of, well, you know, I'm just going to let you tell the story. How did you get from being, you know, emergency room nurse, high-powered, driven business executive to, you know, um, a crystal healer, which don't seem to have anything to do with each other? So I was classically trained in Western medicine, as, and I'm a registered nurse, as you know. And I worked in the emergency department and cardiovascular intensive care unit for a number of years. And when I was preparing to go on and get my master's degree, I thought, you know, what is it that I'm supposed to do? And I had this idea to start my own company. And I thought, you know, I need to go and get an MBA, a master's in business administration, so I will know the ins and the outs of business so I can run my own company. And working my way through graduate school, I realized that I loved the idea, but not enough to marry it. <laughs> so I, I sold the idea to a, a, a venture capitalist and at that same time got recruited, kicking and screaming, pulled by the head of my hair into in vitro diagnostic sales, the scientific laboratory equipment that you sell into hospital laboratories. So had a... I enjoyed a phenomenal career, and I was rapidly promoted up through up to senior, uh, you know, management and senior leadership. So I was in this unbelievable high-pressure world for about 20 years of sales in corporate America, and jet-setting all over the world. No, not cooking for myself, trying to meet 
unrealistic expectations of everyone else. And until finally one day I had given so much of myself away if I was to meet these goals that I actually had a precipitating event experience that end stage of burnout and that health crisis of what happens when you are so far off of where you're supposed to be and when you've given so much you've abandoned yourself in your own morals and ethics and core values and your own needs to the point where I was vibrating so erratically that that soul you know soul couldn't stay down in the body and I was dying <laughs> and how did you pull yourself out? I yeah. So I, I'm I'm uh, one of these people who um, didn't call nine one one. I called my spiritual guide, <laughs> and I knew enough to know that this was if I went to an if I called an ambulance or went to the emergency room, they're going to lock me up. They were they were going to think I was nuts, and that's not what was wrong with me. And there I was, um, out of the body, and I was shown with tremendous love and compassion and understanding. I was, my body was laying on a cot below me, and I, I was shown what the energetic damage, all LSE and all of that pressure, all those negative emotions that had been projected on me, so often for so long over so many years and that I had projected on other people and I had projected on myself and I was shown the damage that 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 actually did to me energetically and I, I had a hole literally I was shown energetically I had a hole burned through my chest all the way front to back and I mean let's call it what it is right I was in a shock trauma unit in heaven being treated for injuries that were incompatible with life and that's why I was dying. That's why I was suicidal. And there were healers. There were, you know, masters and teachers and healers, spiritual beings there working with tremendous love and diligence. And they did the shock trauma work, if you will, to get me stabilized and to get me healed enough to where I got the understanding of it. And they're like, okay, we got you, we got you back in one piece, you know, now what are you going to do with it? And from that point on, I started making changes and following my inner guidance, my spiritual guidance, and I was led on this incredible journey of healing through Western medicine, Eastern medicine, acupuncture, Reiki, um, until my healing had plateaued. And that's when I was then guided to crystal therapy, crystal healing. So tell us um, real quickly... Tell us real quickly, what, what is crystal healing? Because, you know, you hear about these terms, but what, what is it really about? Right. So why don't I back up a second and make a comparison to, to kind of back into your, your question here. But you're, everyone is probably familiar, you're probably familiar with herbs, right? They come from the plant kingdom. Mm -hmm. When we take an herb, it has a healing frequency all of its own. Let's, let's use garlic. Garlic is, is medicinal. And it has its own healing frequency and a healing, a healing vibration of a, a specific frequency that we typically take by mouth and that adjusts our, frequent, our body frequency in our cells temporarily and then it's excreted. Those come from the plant kingdom. 
-hmm. Well, gems and diamonds come from the mineral kingdom. And instead of having a plant matrix that has um, a narrower healing frequency with a shorter half-life, if you will, gems and diamonds come from the mineral kingdom and have a crystalline matrix. So they have a much broader, wider healing frequency and it lasts longer and it's more effective and they work differently. They carry different healing frequencies. Each stone carries a different healing frequency and has its own mission. So the gems and the diamonds are used similarly to any other natural, natural medicinal modality. So unfortunately, we're, we're, we're running out of time. I, I just want to ask you uh, one more question about this. So you are now... Um, a crystal healer yourself, right? So how does how did how did you get to that point where you went from through you've been through your own healing process now, and now the next step is for you to become a healer, essentially helping other people through the process that you went through. Is that is is that the normal progression? So it was a lot. This whole journey was a lot like being Kevin Costner in the Field of Dreams, where I was being guided and following the plan of what I'm here to do in this lifetime. I call it my mission. Mm -hmm. And so I went from writing the book, which, you know, I, I wrote my book to heal myself, right? And then I was guided into the gems and diamonds to heal myself. And once I got past that, then it was like, okay, now that you've come this far, now it's time for you to help other people. And it, it really is like Kevin Costner in the Field of Dreams where it's you can't say no, it's not optional, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. it, you just have to follow it step by step and see where it goes. And this is where it is now and where it will continue to evolve to. That's fantastic. I, I, I wish we had, you know, really another couple of hours to dig even more and more into this because there's, there's so much here. And I think most people, me included, I know virtually, you know, nothing about this. Um, but it, but it's 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 fascinating, especially the the relationship between you know the healing power of herbs and the healing power of of minerals, right? Of of, of crystals, really fascinating. You know, we're, we're going to have to have you on again. Thank you for having me. It's an honor and a privilege to be here. I'd love to come back, and I just like to say, you know, burn bright, my friends. Thanks so much, Jennifer. What are the purpose and mission supporting your identity? Derek, why don't you, this is uh, something that Alex there prepared. Why don't you try that out and tell me what you think? Yes. Hmm. Good for a hot day, huh? Very refreshing. Strong, too. So my next guest is Derek Smith. Derek is an American fashion designer and stylist. He's been in the industry now for quite a number of years. Um, recently, he transitioned into his own design work, um, primarily menswear, right? Right. And um, one, of his, uh, one of the aspects of his work is that he's upcycling men's garments in order to um, prevent the kind of waste that happens when, when people throw away clothes. So uh, I met Derek uh, actually when he was working at Barney's, the fabled department store, and his sense of style really caught my eye. 
there, there's just not too many guys who wear suits anymore and, and who wear them uh, well. And I in, invited him to become the uh, wardrobe coordinator for the show and in the process of that learned a lot about Derek's story. One of the things that I find most interesting is is you were a, a high school basketball star. Right. Right? And, and that, I mean, every kid dreams of, of you know, a chance at the N2, uh, NC2A, um, you know, Division I ball. Um, and and you, you turned your back on that to go into fashion. Tell us, tell us, how did you decide to do that? Okay, so regarding the basketball dreams, um, I don't know if I always wanted to do basketball, but I was good at it. And I started really late to... When I moved to Los Angeles, I started playing basketball to make friends. And, um, and I was really good at it, and I allowed a lot of people to, to, to kind of make that my destiny instead of me making my own. Now, in that, uh, I would always, my basketball gear, I'd always have a certain way of wearing it. My, the basketball sneakers I wore, I'd cut up bandanas and paste it on the Nike swoosh or on the front of the shoe just to give it my own little uh, style, accent. Um, I think when I got to a certain age, uh, when I was in college, I realized either I'm going to go to the NBA or I'm going to have to stop playing this because it, it took up a lot of time. And I realized I probably didn't want to go to the NBA. I didn't want to have that, li that sort of lifestyle. And that's when I started to, to pursue fashion. What is it inside you that, 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 that drove you to that creative expression? What is it inside of me? I love beauty, and I'm always seeking beauty, and I, I love beautiful things, and I'm inspired by beautiful things. I, I don't know about you, but have you ever, you leave the house, and it, the day is going well, but then you see someone that just really looks attractive, or you see an ensemble, and it, it's like it kind of inspires you. Uh, I think fashion is my art, and, and it inspires me, and it, it gets me energetic. It really gets me going. So how do you translate that, that passion to the people like me that you work? I mean, I, I came self-convinced, I suppose, right? But how do you work with your, your clients to imbue them with that, that perspective that really could make their life better? Well, it's easy. Uh, the world, people are your canvas. The world is your canvas. Uh, and uh, they start off as a blank canvas, and you just kind of add the, the paint to it and, and turn it into, uh, transform it. And um, being in the styling industry, working for Hugo Boss for five years, working for Barney's for five years, uh, staying up all night and looking at fashion blogs, you can really see the before and then the after of what's been done, how they were before, before they met you, and then the transformation afterwards. It, it changes their personality, it changes their appearance, and then that changes their life. All right, so, so that, that's a great lead into my next question. How, when you say it, it changes their personality, it changes their life, with, without necessarily, I know you've worked with a lot of top celebrities, so I, I'm, not, I'm not asking you to name names, right? Yeah. But how did you see those aspects of a person change? Easy. They walk in uh, wearing basketball shorts, flip-flops, and a tank top, and walk out in a nice pair, a nice fitted pair of pants, a shirt that complements their body, and they have more confidence. And then the next time they come back in, they're usually not alone. They have a friend with them, 
whether it be a lady or a man, and uh, and they're a lot more happy. And usually, when you go out and you look good, you get you get a compliment. That starts a conversation. That conversation uh, may turn into a friendship, and then that builds a community. Uh, it's, it's interesting because I've actually experienced that myself. I typically dress in a in a coat and tie everywhere I go. So, so when they when they see that, what what kind of doors does that open up for them? Do you think? Well, it doesn't. It opens doors one, and it elevates you. It'll elevate you, and then it'll make you feel like you need to elevate other parts of your life. So, if the way you dress is elevated, then you may want to become more sophisticated. You may want to to learn more about different things, and um, and it also attracts different people into your life that can also teach you more about yourself and about different cultures and about those other people. So is it, is it fair to say that in the end, being in fashion and, and helping people to dress better is, 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 about, is, is, is about more than just improving their self-image? It's really about helping them grow? Would you, would, am, I, am I on the wrong track? Or? That's a leading question. I, I would completely agree with you when you say that. It, helps you, it definitely helps you grow and transforms your, your life. So, so and, and we've talked a little bit about this ourselves because we're both you know, growth-oriented individuals. So what, what, is, what is the next step for, for Derek? Where, where, is, where is Derek going? What is, what is he doing in uh, you know, Derek, I don't know, is it 3.0 now, 4.0? Derek 3.0. <laughs> um, Derek, uh, Derek Plus, Derek Beyond. It, the next step for Derek, is right now in this time right now it's the pandemic and Derek thought he was going to be doing custom suits he, was, he thought he was going to do his own custom suits but that didn't that didn't happen because the the way the market is now men are living different lives and um, I don't think anyone knows what's going to happen with this pandemic and uh, I'm just staying tapped in and I'm ready to evolve and shift with the changes that the p pandemic uh, has to offer. Uh, beyond that, um, definitely beautiful clothing it has something to do with it. And so we'll see. We'll find out. Sounds good. And, and um, you're doing pop-up events, is that right? Yes. So um, I live in, I'm based in Mar Vista, and I've been there. I've been living in Santa Monica, West Side, for the last 10, 11 years. And uh, there's a cafe that I really, really support in Mar Vista. It reminds me of Europe, which is one of my biggest inspirations. And um, I just did their 2020 collection uh, of clothing. Uh, it's called Alana's Cafe. And um, so I do a pop-up there since sh it started during the time that stores couldn't be open. So retail wasn't open. And I just wanted to, one thing I missed uh, since retail stores at close was that person-to-person -person contact and that styling, and so uh, I found that it was a, it was easy to to recreate that by doing an outdoor pop-up, and so I do that outdoor pop-up every Wednesday and Friday at Alana's, and I sell I provide upcycled garments along with and I sprinkle in some some uh, Derek designs. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, listen, I. I I hope you have tremendous success with that. And thank you for coming and talking with me for a few minutes. Um, this is just the beginning of the conversation as far as I'm concerned. So hopefully we'll have you back sometime soon. We'll see how you're doing. Thank you, Kevin. Thanks for having me. You're welcome.
so Derek, did you bring your thing for the collage? You know I did. All right. All right. Let's go ahead and put it up anywhere you want. How's that? Fantastic. Perfect. Excellent. Thanks Thank so much. Guys. That's our show for this week. Stay tuned next week when my guests will be Edie Eisendesser of Garden of Edie and Dr. Bob Sanders, NASA dive doc and worldwide scuba diver. Courage at all times, my friends. Marie, you're still my belle. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.